Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. I'm your co-host today, William, and co-hosting with me today is Michael. How you doing, dude? Pretty good. The students leave tomorrow night. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. It's been a long <laughs> semester for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Well, we have with us today, Caitlin. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. How uh, how has things been since Survival Challenge? <laughs> um, it's been good. I've gone on a couple of family trips. I don't currently work. I used to be a flight attendant, so I haven't been super busy on a professional level at all. But um, just you know, hanging out. I, I uh, I'm on the production team for an online game, and we've been busy in our fifth season of that game um wrapping up this week so that's been keeping me busy over the last month or so (laughs) well before we get into the actual game itself i always like hearing how did you find out about survival challenge um so i am good friends with hannah fleming who is both an alum and a production member on survival challenge now um i was introduced to Hannah through my sister because uh, my sister lives in uh, the same town as Hannah. And we kind of struck up a friendship right around the time that Island of the Idols was airing and kind of just really bonded over our mutual love of Survivor. Um, And when I moved out of that area, we kept in touch a lot, especially continuing to watch and to talk about Survivor together. And she had told me to apply um, during the 2020 uh, casting cycle. And I was kind of in a weird place. I was um, getting ready. I was planning my wedding and everything was happening around that time. And um, I was sick a lot in that early part of the year. And I don't know, I felt like I maybe didn't put a great effort into my videos. I didn't end up getting cast at all in the 2020 casting cycle. Um, And then obviously the pandemic happened and the cast and the production all kind of went through a flux um, as they had to postpone the 2020 game into 2021. And when February 2021 came around, Hannah had told me that a few um, spots for women had opened back up just based on availability and things that had happened between the two um, casting cycles. And so she told me to send another video in and I did. And um, I felt like I was in a lot better place. And I think I put a little bit more effort and more of myself into my video that time around and was asked almost immediately to, um, to take a spot. And um, then I ended up uh, in, you know, in Illinois. So that's awesome. Uh, Michael, what, what was your experience like on the casting end of things? Well, to give, we'll uh, show how the sausage is made a little bit. Um, with, with the timetable Caitlin's talking about, um, pretty much John cast the last few people. We had a very limited reaction. Like I didn't, I usually steal um, like screenshots from the cast videos for like our production, like knowledge of who's the cast. And I was like, John, I need some images of these people because it was pretty much John on the last part because it was so we had a, you know, an injury and a pregnancy and, I forget another few other scenarios that happened to some of our, you know, our other players. But I, you know, I remember Caitlin's video from the first time. It was, you know, she was in one of my top people. But then fighting to get people on the season is real tricky. Um, you know, even for the female spots, it can be dicey when there's only, you know, a few spots there. But I was excited to learn more about these new people that, you know, once they got cast and you know get to know 
her and uh, what was it Katie and um, somebody else was right. Uh, Megan. Yeah. was right at the, the tail end. So, you know, once I saw the video, I'm like, Oh, sweet. Cool. Let's let's rock and roll. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. What did you do for uh, like preparation? Once you knew you were casted? Um, I didn't do a whole lot in like the, the, the early stage of it. Cause there were quite a few months. I mean, I, I did go back and watch some of the uh, coverage from the previous seasons on YouTube. Hannah and I talked pretty extensively about her experience um, playing and, um, and mostly just like kind of came in prepared knowing that like who I thought I was as a player, it, it translates very differently from playing online games to playing games in real life. Um, so I do think that like, which we'll probably talk about later is I don't think that I adapted very well in that transition. Um, so I probably could have done better, um, at preparing in that sense, but, uh, yeah. Because I think she'll listen to this for sure. What was the best piece of advice Hannah gave you? And what was the worst piece of advice she gave you? <laughs> no, no, she didn't give me any bad advice. I mean, she really did. She she just gave me a bunch of resources um, to to go over. Like I read a little bit through Ryan Kaiser's blog and like his experience and watching the the. I think watching the past seasons was probably the best advice because like I don't mm-hmm. think I really knew what I was expecting, um, even from just talking about it like what like she could she did her best to explain like what it's like you know the, the pace of it and things like that and I even think that just watching it you still do not understand what the pace is going to be like when you actually get out there so um and she just told me to to be myself which I think is always the the key like go out there and have fun because at the end of it it is just a game and it's an experience um and you want to be able to enjoy the experience <laughs> Yeah, I think um, we've had a couple people say, like, you got to watch your, like, intake for information mm-hmm. about, like, any game. Because you can get too, like, overthinking about everything and just Absolutely. not allow yourself uh, to, like, follow your gut, you know? Because Survivor's never a game of just, like, by the numbers, you know? There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of luck and chance, but there's also just a lot of gut feelings and adaptability that comes into it. So as much help as you can get only goes as far as how you take it and use it uh, because it's very easy to get too engrossed with information to where you don't play f- by your own thoughts and actions. So you just play by the way that you think you should be playing. Right. For sure. Now, do you have experience when it comes to survivor games and how did that impact you going into this? Um. So prior to, coming out and playing survival challenge i had played in three orgs um i just kind of got introduced into that community last summer um kind of after the pandemic stuff well i had been reached out to before the pandemic to play a season um of the game that i now work on 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 utopia but at the time i was working as a flight attendant and i was planning a wedding and i was like i one didn't know this was a thing and two like i don't think i can like do it <laughs> right now but then everything kind of like you know closed down I left my job got married and they reached out to me again to play another another season last summer sorry I apologize for the background noise my husband's eating cookies um uh so when things had changed um up a little bit I felt that I could give it a shot so I, I played my first org last summer um and didn't do very well, but I also, again, kind of went into it not knowing what to expect. I, I like to think I'm a pretty adaptable person, but uh, I think 
with those things to be adaptable. You just have to keep trying new ones. Because mm. the second time that I played a game earlier this year, um, I ended up getting sixth place, and I played a very strong game. I felt like and uh, and made a lot of strides in my game. Um, and then I played Utopia again um, as a returnee, just be- literally just before I came out with the survival challenge. But um, finished um, in the same place when I got the first time. Um, a little bit of a different outcome. The first. The first time was more of a stupid move elimination. This time I was uh, idled out. So there was, you know, a lot of different experiences. So those were really the only game experiences I had coming into this. Uh, Nothing live or mini or like anything like that, more tactile. Any, uh, you you said you had, so if I remember correctly, you said you had one org experience before you played Survival Challenge? I, so I played three games, um, two of the same game and then one of a different game. And then, but I played one like literally right before I was playing one in June before we came out in, in, in July. Gotcha. So anything specifically from that game that like you use in your game for survival challenge? Um, I don't know. I think that like I am the kind of person that I just can't help but be the person that I am. I find it very hard to like to hide hmm. things about my personality, um, which can be a little bit of a detriment to my game because I'm also a very emotional player. <laughs> um, and so I think that like what my takeaways from my previous games was like just understanding about my like what I look like when I'm talking to people and how I look when I'm absorbing information. Cause I think that that's my biggest downfall is when you're talking to me and you're talking game, I'm a very like cerebral thinker. And so when I'm talking about the game, like the gears are turning and I'm thinking through every different scenario. And so when people clock that that's what's happening in your brain, they feel threatened by that or, or they just pick up on that and they tuck it away in their brain. They're like, well, maybe that person's going to be thinking about things that might be my downfall later on in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to kind of take that um, as a takeaway um, and in how I yeah approach games. Awesome. All right. Well, on your way to survival challenge, is there any fun stories that happen as far as people who you might have run into who played the game before the game started or anyone from production? Like, did you say hi, hi to Hannah before the game started or anything like that? Um, I did not talk to Hannah before the game started. Her mo- her mother did drive to Illinois with my mother and I. So I Aww. did get to the carpool with um, Hannah's mom, which was fun. And But I, Hannah and I had talked about it. I was like, I really don't want it... I don't want it to look like we know each other until I'm done with the game. And that was more of like a, I don't want to feel distracted one. And like, I don't want people to pick up on the fact that maybe I know some things about the game, which I feel like a lot of people who were there either knew somebody, which is how they got there or had watched previous um, material from the, the past seasons and stuff. So I don't think that that necessarily would have hurt me if people knew that I knew Hannah, but, um, and then I also knew Sam Lechner, um, who I had played an online game with and was very, I'm very close to Sam as well. And so like, I had also told her going out there, so we don't know each other until I'm done with the game and, and things like that. And then on our way into, um, the game we stopped and ate at the McAllister's that was close by. And like, there was a small group of the production people like Sam was there and Travis Velez and 
Christine, and I think somebody else was there, but I don't, I don't remember. But like Christine also played on the same online game that Sam and I had played. So like I knew her face. Um, and like I said, hi to um, that, that group of people only because I knew Sam. And, um, but then from that moment on, like when we got to the actual playgrounds, like you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll have to add that to the list with Wendy's. Wendy's has been very popular, but now McAllister's yeah. is on the list. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, cool. So as you're arriving to the property, we're checking things in, blankets are being taken out and yep. you're being put, um, with all these random people, what's going through your head in these initial moments before you meet up with John? Um, well, the, the side of the field that I ended up on was, um, mostly women, um, not intentionally. I don't think, I think that's just ended up how it ended up happening. Um, some of the people who I remember like noticing right off the bat was Holly. Um, I think I was like kind of taking in what everybody was wearing and just thinking about in my brain, are they going to be comfortable in that uh, for, for, for four days or whatever? <laughs> um, I remember, I remember Kelsey um, because she was quite bubbly talking to people. I remember her talking to Bobby um, and talking about how she was a big fan of his tribe from when he played. Um, She she had definitely done her homework. Um, I think it was Bobby that she had said that to. She she said that to somebody who was kind of passing through and introducing themselves to all the players that were standing there in the field. And um, I don't know, she just struck me as like a personality that I'd be drawn to. Um, And yeah, I was just, yeah, kind of standing there awkwardly make trying to make eye contact but not make eye contact with people because it was just a, a weird thing um and it was also weird because we had less than half the people on our side so you really couldn't tell where like everybody else was standing or why they might be standing somewhere else and obviously it was mostly just due to space but um yeah it was kind of a weird waiting game and uh i didn't know what to do with myself or what to expect coming into it <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. Most of the men drove themselves and most of the women were yeah. dropped off. So just to really, yeah. even, you know, we don't even aren't aware that only like John and Jen even know that. So we're like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Why are, like, why are all these women on this? Because like, I'm going around trying to say hi to people. And the hard part for me is if I know people, I'm always like, oh, nice to meet you. And it's so funny. I did this, I did it to William. I've done it to other people. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. As John rallies the troops and he gives the announcement about everything, um, how did that initial, um, not tribe swap, but like tribe frantic get together happen for you on your end of things? Um, that part was, um, slightly terrifying, exhilarating, frustrating, um, (laughs) I, um, I don't like love chaos very much. I'm a very organized person in my day-to-day life. I like spreadsheets. I like things that look nice that are organized and ready to go, which I didn't feel like this was, but again, it's survivor. What you, you can't expect everything to be tied up with a pretty bow. So, um, it was interesting because as soon as like the two groups that had been waiting converged, I, I immediately saw two people that I knew, (laughs) um, in, in the guys group and, um, so that was interesting. And as the groups were forming, I'm like trying, both trying to notice them and not notice them at the same time. Cause like, I didn't necessarily want to get into a position where like 
people might clock that we knew each other and how that would play out for our games. Um, because like most people, I didn't anticipate the amount of pre-existing connections that there were. And I, even though I came in with two, um, and so it ended up being a little bit more frantic. And one of the people who I did know prior to coming, uh, ended up in my initial group, um, which was fine. I don't think that like, it would have been a bad thing if other things had happened. Um, I know that from talking to Benji later that he, uh, I wanted to say he, I think he wanted us to all be in the same group initially or like, I don't remember, but it, I was like, I don't know if, it, if it's good that we'd all be in the same group or not. Um, but it ended up being a great like starting group and the, the challenge was fun. Uh, I should have done more cardio um, beforehand because I was in the first group that was like running. I was like, whew, um, uh, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've run around a lake. Um, but uh, that was, yeah, it was exciting. It was a cool moment like of the come on in guys and like the the kind of fanfare of the beginning. I, I really enjoyed that. I think it, w- it made for a really good moment. Nice. We always appreciate that. All the, we, we, it's on paper for months and then it happens and you're like, Oh my God, who's in one group? <laughs> We're all yeah. trying to keep track of you all too and writing notes and running around with you. So yeah. Yeah. And how'd you get to the eight? What was the, like, was it just those people you had connected and liked when you were standing around them or was it, how did you know, get to two to four to eight? Like how did the, that I, metamorphosis kind of, or did it was like, Hey you, Hey you, like let's be in a group or. I definitely think it was a bit of a proximity thing. Um, it was a very much like, I think, I think that most people were trying to make sure that like, it wasn't all like guys and girls. Cause I don't even remember if we were told to make it an even split or not. I don't recall if that was a direction that was given, but we did end up with like a four and four um, split. And I think um, it just kind of ended up being, yeah, I was like on the far right side. And so it just kind of ended up being the, the couple of guys that drifted over that far from, from where they were all um, set up initially, um, which was fine. It was fun. And as that first event happened, like, you know, who kind of stepped up and, you know, who, who were you jiving with? And was there anybody immediately like, ooh, I just not really, you know, digging what this person's about, even like instantly or within a couple minutes? Um, so in the first part of the challenge, I was doing the running people's belongings from one side to the other. And so then everybody else was either on the raft or in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was running with Kelsey. And so it was, um, very much just like Kelsey and I running and like trying to introduce ourselves as we're running. And I'm like, yeah, so like, tell me about yourself a little bit, (laughs) like while we're running, which was silly, but, um, I definitely wanted to like try to hit the ground running with seeing what people were about and if it was a person that I would like and want to be build a relationship with. And I, I really loved, uh, Kelsey right off the bat. Um, so that was fun. I, I feel like I remember Jake Sparts kind of stepping up in a little bit more of a leadership, like stepping up to, to do the things that maybe people like, he was like, yeah, I'll get in the water kind of thing. And, um, but more so people just, yeah, kind of, it just, it was a very like a lot of snap decisions being made. And were you uh, conscious or cognizant of the other two groups and anyone that immediately or, you know, pretty quickly or like, Ooh, I, you know, like that person seems like they're good in the water or that person seems like they're being assertive or were you aware of the other groups or just more worried about even your, your, your group? 
I was definitely more worried about my group. I got a little bit of tunnel vision. Um, Benji was in the group right next to mine, so I definitely was like in tune to what he was doing. I am. What is my phone doing? My phone. My sorry. My Siri started talking at me. Um, <laughs> I. I, I do I do think I was a little bit in tune to Benji, um, mostly because I was still kind of like, uh, not not in like shock that he was there, but like Benji and I had, had a very emotional experience in an org that we played together, and I was kind of like I don't I don't know what to expect if we meet up in this game, and so I think I was just very in tune to what he's doing and his personality. Like, he really comes out; he's kind of a go getter. Um, he comes off really strong, and so like I could definitely hear him like uh, trying to make things happen over in his group. But that was really the only thing I was getting the tunnel vision of like what our group was doing and getting in the water. <laughs> Nice. Um, once you got out of the water, what was it like trying to figure out all the puzzles and then the trivia stuff uh, following that? Man, that was uh, a mess. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even remember. We were... I don't even remember. Were we the last group to get all the way across? I can't even remember. We got the bags or the the first group didn't take like the easy, the easy route. I don't think we ended up having a map and, um, that had a couple of markings on it and it was like easy tasks or something like that, which ended up being like, we literally found the small bags that had coins in them along the path. Um, so it was, it was weird. I think we ended up being the first group to the actual campsite, but then we were like, not sure <laughs> that's where we were supposed to be. Um, and so we kind of like backtracked and then came back again and like kept like double backing and trying to figure out what we were supposed to do. And then eventually another group comes in and there was a lot of standing around and not knowing what to do. And then, uh, I don't, I felt like it was such a blur. Cause I think that people started kind of branching off, trying to figure out what we were supposed to be doing. And I think I missed the part where it all started, where people were trying to, um, get together and like figure out the the word stuff i think that like i was very unaware of what was happening for a while until like people started asking questions and like we weren't sure if we were even supposed to give people the right answers like people were asking about names and like states we were from and stuff i was like "Mm, i don't know do we need to be honest about this does it help them does it hurt us um so there was a lot of confusion there and i think it took us much 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 longer than it should have to realize that we were all supposed to be working together (laughs) Yeah, that was frustrating from a production standpoint, but it was interesting for sure to this, the dynamics of like, I'm not telling you nothing. I'm like, all right, don't show anything on your face and just stand there and watch. (laughs) Cause that was definitely the thought of production doing that challenge is just like, now we know in theory, the right way to do this is to tell the truth because that's ultimately going to help them. Right. But we're not going to tell them that because we're going to let them see what they naturally lean towards doing. And I think it's great that it seems like all the groups kind of approached it in their own way. And it kind of, you know, showed some early colors and people's gameplay styles. Right. For sure. So there was a lot of talking about what was happening with all this commotion, lots of talks about, you guys not being referred to as tribes or groups exclusively, there being no shirts, 
Mm-hmm. What in your head was the running theme of, is this a one world? Is this something else on your end? What, what was your thoughts? Um, I mean, that was definitely what was being said. Um, um, but it was, a, it was a overwhelming a little bit because like 24 people in one space and no real like structure, um, is a lot. I remember like waking up the next morning and realizing I hadn't met everybody, <laughs> even though, cause it started to get dark because again, it had taken us as long as it did to get to that point. Um, and then it was tough cause it like, there were three tarps to be available to be bought. So like the three separate groups each bought a tarp. And so it kept us kind of divvied up and we all set up in different places around the camp and we never ended up getting fire started that night. And like, it was just a really weird place to be in. Like you didn't, because there was so much uncertainty, like you didn't want to be the one person who was chatting up everybody in the other groups and, um, yeah, so I think that definitely kept us kind of sequestered into our own groups. Uh, people, I think, ended up hating our group because we took our tarp um, kind of under some tree coverage for the night and um, were making jokes and giggling very late into the night because we were mo- more dry, I think, than the other groups were and um, maybe had a more pleasant experience, um, unsure, but uh, it didn't it, it didn't help uh, the overall one-world bonding. <laughs> were you trying to like interact with other people were there any specific players that you didn't know going into the game that you were keeping a closer eye on as potential allies um i think so i do i was definitely making my rounds introducing myself to people the only person i missed and didn't it didn't introduce myself to the night uh of was jamie because i woke up the next morning and somebody said jamie's name and i was like wait there's a jamie um but I, so I do think I introduced myself to everybody else. And like, so there was very, there was mingling before like everybody uh, broke off for, from sleeping stuff. And um, I, I hung around the fire making attempts for a while with um, Mandy was, was trying very hard to get the fire going. And um, I was kind of there. I hadn't practiced making fire. And so like, I was like, I don't know how much help I can be, but I'm here and like, I'm, I'm present. And, um, but things were wet and damp and we just never got anything started. Um, but, uh, I don't know that I think it was, it was interesting. I do remember, um, <laughs> at one point, like people were kind of just talking about their lives and stuff. And I think pets came up and like, I remember, and I don't remember if this was on the first night or if it was later in the actual tribe divisions, but I remember somebody asked like, about pets and I said I had a dog and Benji was standing right behind me and he asked me what my dog's name was and he fully well already knew what my dog's name was. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was very amused because uh, he was working very hard to like maintain like a distance there. <laughs> How was your first night? Um, it, uh, you mentioned something about being a little bit drier, but uh, most people don't end up getting sleep on their first night. Was that the same for you? Oh, I didn't sleep very much, I don't think. But I do think that we were drier. Um, a lot, the other two tribes were kind of like folded underneath their tarp where we were all mostly laying on top of it and had the end like pulled up over feet um, because we were more dry. Um, I was cold, but I was snuggling between 
uh, Jake Sparts, who is a wonderful, uh, like warm body. And then sweet baby, um, Chris O'Neill on the other side of me, who <laughs> maybe I was giving warmth to, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, it was, it was sweet. And like, I think we all got comfortable really fast. There was a lot of snuggling happening, um, to keep warm right off the bat. Holly was on the other side of Jake, like almost falling off the tarp, I think. Um, but she was a, a, a super sport. I think that girl can sleep just about anywhere. Um, I remember, I think she fell asleep, like sitting up at one point. Um, so I think she was maybe got the most sleep out of everybody, despite having maybe the worst position on the tarp. Some of the, some of the people we've talked to from your, your cast, what was the vibe of the other two groups? Like, you were saying that they knew you, you know, you went under the trees, but what was your take on, we, we've heard some nicknames depending on who we've talked to about, you know, the different colors. So was there any way you associated the two other colors or those um, people? I, I don't even remember what the, like which group was, which, um, we were blue. I remember mm -hmm. that. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I definitely think that the, the group that ended up being mostly, um, Halata, the the majority that majority group, I think had the more like vibes, like the the I don't know. I mean, obviously because they ended up being Halata, which was a whole lot of chaos, anyways. Um, but I think and I think that the other group was more of like a middle ground. There were people, I don't know. There were good vibes. And I'm not saying that like Halata had bad vibes. I just like it was just a different vibe than the other group. So yellow was different and, and red was more balanced. Okay. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So as you were heading into the next day, what did you think was going to happen in the game at that point? Oh, I had, I had no idea. Um, I, I had hoped that maybe we would get like buffs and shirts or had some sort of like um, more structure for our day. Um, but then we got thrown into reward day and not only did it not get any structure, it got even more fluid than it was the day before <laughs> with every challenge. Like the groups were getting mixed up in pairs and, and trios and groups of six in half and half. Like, um, and it was different every time. With that different setup, I, I don't have the stats in front of me either, so I'm not sure. Did, did you get to interact with almost everyone on the cast or most of the people or with the setups, with it some random, some picking? Did you get a good chance to get a vibe on everybody? Or um, I feel like I got vibes of most everybody, um, mostly because, like, I think I had a pretty good diversity of, like, who I ended up with from team to team to team. I don't mm -hmm. think, like, um, I was paired up with like the same person every single time. So I do think that I was able to, I think there were a few people who I didn't, I don't remember. I don't think I ever ended up on a reward challenge with Katie um, off the top of my head. I'm sure there are mm -hmm. other people too, because I feel like Katie was a more of an enigma to me in general. Um, I don't think that I got a lot of, a lot of time to, to chat with her. We did get to chat a little bit because um I remember sitting like in between challenges with her at uh, one point talking. Um, 
but yeah, I do think it was, it was helpful in a sense. I was able to uh, talk to some people I hadn't had a chance to. I remember being on a team with Jamie once or twice and he was the one person who I hadn't gotten to talk to the night before. So that was helpful. It's like, Oh, you're a person. Cool. Cool. We're glad that worked out. Cause we've, you know, in some people's seasons, they only get to really interact with one group like, like <laughs> William. So yeah, it's nice to, yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to interact with people, but with like in different setups for each challenge. So, and, yeah. and coming into it were there challenges, like you were, you know, from, from your research, like, Oh, I'd probably be good at this, or this might not be my cup of tea into that pan out when you actually you know played our challenges or. Um, I, I don't think that there were any like specific, specific challenges that I was like, I want that, or I'm going to do that as a general rule. Like I love puzzles um, and I love board games. And so when, <laughs> When we walked out to the area with the hanging puzzle, I literally started bouncing on the balls of my feet because I was really, really excited to do that. <laughs> um, I was like, this is what I want to do. And um, that ended up being like my favorite challenge and something that I think that I helped carry our group to. I, I'm not, it was a group effort, but I want to say that I felt like I played a big, big part in that. <laughs> awesome. So when you get to the challenge area, the twist is revealed that you guys aren't being anything yet. In fact, you're continuing to share in this one world aspect mm -hmm. as all these challenges, all these reward challenges are individual, mm -hmm. introducing the concept of challenge bucks. Mm -hmm. What did you think about that twist and how did you think that was going to play into your game? Um, It was fine. I think it was... Um I don't know. I, I liked it and I didn't like it. Um, it was fun. I, cause I ended up getting a good amount from the challenges, um, that I did well in and, but then I ended up being kind of a, um, a figurehead for the actual auction part, which then I felt made it more complicated for me. Um, and so I, well, I, yeah, I felt I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> And um, were you excited for the prospect of the fact that, hey, now I get to work with a bunch of people and, you know, see how they do and, and challenges and stuff? Yeah, I mean, that was fun. You could definitely you could you could pick up on people's like strengths um, from that. Uh, it was fun to watch it kind of people have their their moments. Like I felt like for me, like my, my moment was the hanging puzzle. And like for Chris O'Neill, like his moment with the um, the the ball rack um, challenge. Like he was super stoked to step up into the hero role for that and then ended up like killing it. And so like, I loved seeing those moments just kind of from a, like a personal level. Um, but you then, yeah, you could tell kind of how, how hard people went at some challenges and what, what people's kind of strengths and weaknesses would be. Awesome. And, uh, how did these, uh, these reward challenges go for you on your, uh, your side of stuff? They went all right. I was paired with Stephanie for the the knock the pairs knock it off challenge. We did not do well, um, but but we tried. Um, I remember being in a in a group with Jamie and Benji and. I do not remember who our fourth person was, but there for the there was a challenge where we had to transfer the ball from one plank to the other, um, without uh, or like 
like dro dropping it into the hole. Um, and we won that challenge and it was pretty fun. Uh, we like, we got it like way before the other groups did and people were kind of shook by that. So that was super fun. Um, I had a great group for the hanging puzzle. I ended up with, uh, there were five men and me. So I, it was great for me to be up on that post because I had five men below me and I felt a, very much secure in being held up, you know, whatever, eight feet in the air. Um, and we didn't do well in the, the, the that first sling, slingshot challenge, um, but that's okay. Uh, Stu did his best, and Stu knows that I love him, so uh, we're not holding that on him. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head what any of the other reward challenges were. So we had the, the slingshot one first. Mm -hmm. The second one was... Was it the idol one? I feel like there was one before the idol one. Michael, do you remember? I'm I'm sorry. I'm pulling up the document. <laughs> okay, so you will know. <laughs> Very yeah, soon, yes. It's been five months, and to be honest with you, um, I had a very, like, emotional journey with how I felt about the game. And so I'm not saying that like I completely blacked out uh, what happened, but um, I did like try to like separate how I felt about things. So it did mean like kind of stepping away and not <laughs> focusing on what happened too much. Because it does make it hard for me to remember some details. I mean, yeah, it's emotional experience. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. for sure. Um. I'm close. Sorry, one. I'm close. Sorry. Close. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of damn documents for this game and all my production emails. I'm trying to get through. Like, hey, you're gonna be playing the game. Here's how confessionals work. Like, yeah. did was there a challenge you were really looking forward to competing in that you thought was going to be in the game or actually was in the game? Um, I mean, just the the hanging puzzle from earlier was something that I was really excited about. Um. Trying to think if there was another one from like the um, actual immunity. I didn't obviously did not get to compete in many of the uh, immunity ones. Um, there were challenges after I got voted out that I had, was really like I wish I'd had a chance to compete in, especially in like the individual portion of the game, like the um, the endurance holding challenge that Mandy won with the the cast iron like the hole in the uh, the vice i don't know what you would call that that was really cool i think it would have been fun to do that the final four um plank puzzle plank bridge puzzle challenge was something that i really wish i'd had a chance to do because that looked really fun um but of the other ones that i got to do i think the hanging puzzle is just still like the my favorite um from the whole weekend <laughs> Michael, did you find out what it was? Yeah, actually, have a ball was first, um, according to this document. Then idle pursuits was second, um, and then we did stop, drop, and roll with the pool balls, with the thing you were talking about yes. with Chris. Yeah, we, my group won that. Got first in that one as well, um, which was really fun. It was very uh, exhilarating because <laughs> Benji was in my group, and he's a very like. He gets really amped up, and he had a very amped up reaction when we won. <laughs> and then I think it was walk in the park. Um, if as long as these orders didn't change, that was with the balancing on the posts, and then keep <laughs> it rolling. Um, unless that that I don't think that that moved. And then blocks on a box. 
So. Oh, the, the blindfolded block one. Was that a tribe challenge or a reward challenge? Um, I think that was a tribe one. I think I was in my tribe shirt. I liked that one as well. But, yeah, I, that was the that last was the one before. Oh, that yeah. was... Yeah. That was one of that was a tribe immunity challenge. Um, because I was paired up with Pat. Um, he was my caller, and he, we and I, like we had like a kind of a good synergy. Like he gave me really, really clear, great instructions, so I didn't feel like silly being blindfolded. Like I didn't feel like I was flailing around, which I know, like it's very easy to feel silly and like waving your hands all over the place and bumping into people when you're blindfolded. So I felt really good about that because I didn't feel like I made a fool out of myself. <laughs> So once we were done with the like um, uh, individual group challenge parts of stuff, <laughs> how were you doing challenge token wise? I was doing well. Um, I think that I had like 14 or 15. Uh, of oh, yeah. Own. Um, nice. But I knew I, I, I knew I was close to probably having around the most because I had won several or had gotten first in several or not first first or second in a couple of the challenges but i knew jamie had score had had just as many wins in some, and in some challenges that were um higher reward um so um i kind of anticipated that he had gotten the bonus which he did um and i did actually like start throwing that out a little bit like i was wink wink nudge nudging people like well jamie over here is just winning all these comps um, so I definitely tried to throw him under the bus a little bit. <laughs> and he kept being like, please don't do that. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Mm -hmm. So after this, we had our first, well, no, no, we didn't have our first <laughs> tribe challenge because we've had, we didn't have tribes yet. So yes. <laughs> with the whole tribe setting, uh, sorting process, what was your role in that? And how did that go? Um, I was kind of in the middle of the group. Um, two people from my initial group, uh, Kelsey and Jake, got captain spots. And then I believe Jamie was the third captain um, from the other group. And so it was interesting that two people from my initial group uh, were captains because then it, we knew that there was a good chance that the, the group would be split up, which was interesting because like the Jake's tribe and Kelsey's tribe ended up being a pretty healthy, not a healthy mix. So I ended up in a minority, but um, at least we weren't at seven to one, which, you know, poor Stu got really the short end of the stick there um, in the other tribe uh, being literally just picking their same group over and over again. <laughs> um, and I think that like, I, I had like mixed feelings. It's like, a part of me was like, it'd be fun to like be on the same tribe uh, as Jake and as Benji. Um, but then when Jake and Benji ended up on the same tribe, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> because then Mandy picked me and I was like, oh, no, um, because now I'm in a really weird position where I'm on the same tribe as two people that I know. And like, how am I going to navigate this? And like, I have a really emotional like relationship. Like Benji and I were hadn't really even gotten a chance to talk game yet so far in the day and then Jake and I were like uh Jake's my buddy and like I was like I don't want to vote out Jake like I want to work with Jake and like so it was a really weird place to be in and I ended up in a five to three minority with Jake and Holly from our original groups and like the um the other five were from I get 
Red, uh, red, yeah. Red group originally from with Benji, Pat, uh, Megan, Mandy, and Kwu. So it was, um, yeah, it was a weird, a weird spot to be in. But I really liked, I loved that tribe. We had such good vibes. Like uh, that first night, we, I mean, starting fire and like doing fire duty and actually getting a little bit more sleep than the night before and getting rice made. And like that stuff was like really, really fun and, and exciting and fulfilling kind of both from a personal and from like a survivor standpoint. I was digging your group. I I'm supposed to be neutral, but I always (laughs) love the people I work with. And it was a really cool group. Um, And I was, do you think that was some intentionality with the reds to kind of link up either they were going to work with you both or, or target you soon. What was it, you know, was it, what was your vibe with, you know, how they got the group together? To be honest with you, I, I don't think that their initial plan was to try to pick us off. Um, Mm -hmm. because I, excuse my language, I fucked my own game. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so because prior to us going to tribal council, like I knew that the five of them liked me and wanted to work with me. Um, and then I had a very strong reaction to them wanting to vote out Jake over Holly. And um, I, it, it, I ended up flipping it on myself. And that is, I, I am completely responsible for my own elimination. Um, <laughs> and so it was tough because I do feel like if I had made it through that first one and I had just been more easier about giving up Jake th- initially, I do think that. I might have snaked my way past that second elimination because Benji would have then had to choose between me and Holly, um, and it would have it would have made a very interesting um, uh, elimination. Going back to the um, the the tribe picking, mm-hmm. did you feel like you were in the most ideal group, or did you feel like you would have rather had been on one of the other tribes? Um, I low-key wanted to be in Kelsey's group, I think, mostly because, like, I really loved Kelsey and Grace, and, like, we vibed really well. Um, Grace and I vibed really well, like, in the first challenge stuff. Um, and, like, Chris was in that group, and I really liked Chris as well. Um, and, like, they had a good, like, breakdown of numbers. And so, like, I think that – and I think that it would have been better for my game because then I would have been away from Benji and Jake and be, been able to play a little bit more free. Um but I really, really loved that group. And I just like that first night was great. So I, and I felt that we were going to do well at challenges and we just got a little bit, um, uh, had a, had unfortunate experience with the fire. So next, now we get into that challenge where you have the tribes competing in their first challenge against the alumni mm-hmm. group. And this was the first time we ever had the alumni uh, group lose and I won't let them forget it because I wasn't a part of the team. Mm-hmm. So when, when I inevitably get to play on it uh, and hopefully win, I'll be able to brag about how I wasn't on that group, but yeah. Um, was this, <laughs> I mean, was this the beginning of immunity day or um, no, this was still towards the end. Still towards of the the end of, oh, right. There's like the final yeah. reward. That's right. This was, yeah, this was the one with the blow darts. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah so, and this is where we saw the rise of one of the most dominant tribe challenge wise we've seen in survival challenge mm-hmm. uh, with the Tamunga tribe. <laughs> did, did you take note of, Oh, this seems like a tribe that's going to be dominant tomorrow. Or did you thought it was like, Oh, it could still go either way. You know, it's, it's, it's all tomorrow. Who knows how they will do. Um, I think I was more in the camp of like, 
it could, I felt that that challenge was very niche. And so like, I was like, I don't think that this necessarily dictates how well they're going to do in all the challenges. But I mean, obviously they did end up doing very well in challenges on, on, uh, on immunity day. Um, but, uh, I don't think that's what I was thinking at the time. Hmm. All right. Well, after you got back to your first tribe camp, uh, like actual tribe camp, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't long before we had one more thing left in store for you, which was the auction. Yes. Um, what was your role in that? And was what was uh, your thoughts as that all unfolded? Um, I volunteered. I wanted to go to the auction and Holly went with me, um, leaving the other group at the camp. Um, I don't remember who went to go do the challenge. Benji, maybe? I do not yes, Benji went to do the challenge. Benji went to do the with, challenge. With uh, Kei Wu and was there two people for the challenge, Michael? Because you were there. I think there were two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I only had to keep track of six people, thank the Lord, I yeah. think. Because um, yep. then it would have been Jake and Mandy, Megan, and Pat back at camp. I think so. I think so. I'm having a try. Uh, yeah, it was harder because I was I was part of a two that was away for a while, so I don't remember 100. Don't worry, we were all split up too, so we're all trying to collectively. <laughs> put our own I was being pieces. John, and I really don't even remember because I was just trying to. I said I'd be meaner than John, and I couldn't do it, so I yeah. felt bad. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was. I went to the auction. We had a decent amount of coins pooled. I ended up putting all of my own coins in. I was weirdly honest about how many coins I had, which was silly. Um, but, um, I, I didn't know how to, <laughs> I didn't know how to handle the coin situation. Um, and so we had uh, around 40 something coins, I think. Um, I don't remember how many we had pooled together between this, uh, the eight of us, but, um, so we go to, and, and Holly and I take the, um, the opportunity that was presented towards us to pay the 10 to find out what happened back at camp. Um, and then um, we get to the auction and it's Alex and big Jake and Jamie and Stephanie, I believe from Halata for that were there with us. And it was, it was an interesting experience. The vibes were interesting for sure. <laughs> What was interesting? Yeah, well, you're saying the vibe was interesting. Well, was Jamie still a little agitated that you were calling him out for doing so well, or what was no. all going on? No, he did not get agitated at me. He ended up getting agitated with um, uh, t- the Tamanga boys um, based off of some stealing of items, and I don't even remember exactly what happened. The The Tamanga boys had to give a, somebody a disadvantage, and they ended up giving Palata the disadvantage, Um and it was weird because we had already kind of been talking about like splitting up the flints and splitting like because the flints were be- like grouped together in a set of two and a one as were the tarps in a set of two and one. Um, and based off of what happened in that snafu, like Halata went back to camp with no tarps. Um, and so and then Tamunga had two uh which was interesting we did i believe end up splitting all the flints like everybody went home with a split a flint we did work a little bit collaboratively as well like we all agreed like to pay like one coin to everybody gets a pod everybody gets some rice just so like we're all kind of on 
There's no reason for us. We're all hungry. Um, so we, we did work a little bit collaboratively um, aside from that snafu. Like Holly and I walked away. Like we had a tarp. Um, we had a pot and some rice and we ended up getting an apple in our tarp. It was like wrapped up in our tarp and like um, – we got an extra like little bag of rice, I believe. I'm trying to remember what else we came home with. I wasn't like, I don't think we came home with anything like wild, but um, yeah, it was an interesting experience because it, it does put you kind of in a, I, I definitely entertained the idea of eating the apple, just me and Holly before getting back to camp, but we didn't. We were like, no, we probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably um, a good idea. Do you think Kawada not having a tarp was detrimental or were they already having their own issues without a tarp? I think they were already having their own issues, but um, <laughs> they all like they also didn't. I, the other two tribes didn't get fire that night, from what my understanding was. We were the only ones that had fire all night, so I think that we slept better and we ate. We had rice for dinner and rice for breakfast, and we had our apple for breakfast. Our, our singular apple, we were all <laughs> eating out of. Um. So I don't know. I felt like our morale was really good, which was why it was kind of uh, a bummer when we went to tribal so early. But what was that night? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then we we did learn. We learned that like I feel like the only thing we learned was that the other group took an opportunity to go somewhere and then came back and like nothing happened or whatever. Like, I don't know. I felt like the, the opportunity kind of ended up falling flat. Cause I even talked to Jake about it afterwards and like his story matched what we were told and our, my story matched what they were told. Cause they kind of had a similar opportunity. So it was kind of whatever. Uh, I think it was more of like to, to cause distrust, but because I had somebody who I trusted that was on the other end of it, like it just was whatever. <laughs> What was uh, the conversations like at camp that night? And what were you trying to accomplish for your game that night? Um, I don't know. Well, one, I had to walk up that goddamn mountain to go to the bathroom so many times <laughs> while, we, while we still had light because I didn't want to pee in the woods. Um, I mean, I did many times because that was my other thing was like, I have been dehydrated before. And I know that like when you're not eating, if you're drinking a lot of water, that can help you feel full. So like I was drinking a shit ton of water. Um, so I had to pee quite often. Um, and I just like that, that hill was like my mortal enemy. It was like my, my calves were so sore from going up and down and up and down. Um, but like while doing that, we were, you know, also gathering sticks and stuff, which we didn't, we did not do enough gathering before it got dark. Um, so like that was fun when it was dark trying to find more firewood. Um, but, uh, I think the, the overall vibe was just like people were getting to know each other. I don't think I did enough intentional conversations with people um, like on a game sphere. Um, I know Pat and I like vibed and it was cool, but um, and like, I really liked talking to Kewu, but like I didn't know where his head was at. And because like Jake had really liked Kewu cause Jake had picked Kewu. He had been his first pick um, in the draft. And like, so I was like, well maybe like Kewu would want to work with us. I don't know how he feels about the other people. And like, um, I knew, and I kind of had gotten uh, the impression that Benji and Mandy were close. Um, and so like, I didn't know how to go about that. Like Benji and I didn't get to like, still did not get to chat a whole lot. Cause like, 
because of like the kind of conversation we, I wanted to have with him, like it would have ne- needed to be just the two of us. And like, I didn't necessarily want to like make it look like I was going off just the two of us. Cause you don't like, you don't want to be like looked at as pairs with people, like going off in, with, in pairs with people. Um, and so I don't know if the vibes were good. It was a lot of just like trying to get the fire started and eating and like, um, and like little, little things like that. So yeah. Michael, did you have anything to add to that? No, I think, yeah. If, if you had, so if you had gone to vote, was your, where was your head and gut out? Like, did you think like if you'd lost the first challenge, what what do you think was going to happen at tribal? Like, were you pretty sure you were in the mix for one of those spots or were you, what were you thinking the group would do? I mean, I was the first, first vote the first time we went to tribal. So, um, I do think that like, it would have probably still been between me and Jake um, the mm-hmm. first time we went to tribal, no matter when it was. Um, unfortunately. Okay. That morning, did you feel like things had changed from the night before, or do you feel like things were at least still going as good as they could be at that moment. No, I still felt things were going really well. Like I think that even like during downtimes in between challenges, like I felt good about the people I was talking to. And again, like that group told me they liked me and wanted to work with me. And I, and I do believe that they were really genuine, but then when I got cagey, it flipped on me. Like they realized like that I felt a certain way about Jake and that made them suspicious of it, whatever. And, um, and I think that Holly and, so I, I believe that they were told that like Jake and I knew each other. I don't remember who, like, I think Benji told the group that he knew both me and Holly. And so like, there was like, all of that was coming out too. So it just kind of made it messy and like hard. And I know that Benji struggled with it, but it was, it was tough. <laughs> that, uh, we kind of alluded to it earlier. That first challenge that day was the one with the blindfolds and the blocks. Uh-huh. Uh, what was that challenge like for you? That was fun. Like I said, I, Pat, Pat was my caller and it like, we communicated really, really well. He, he gave me great instructions and I could like pick out his voice and um, I didn't feel like I was, you know, flailing around like an idiot. So that was fun. I enjoyed that challenge and we did fairly well at it. I don't remember if we finished first or second, but um, we did well. I had a blast watching that one. I'll tell you what, I was trying not to laugh as I was filming because of just some of the desperate screams from people to get people's attention was just so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, I don't remember who whose name, at one point, somebody's name was being yelled over and over and over again in my ear, my ear and uh, it was quite funny. And I don't remember whose name it was, but I just remember, like, a name. <laughs> <laughs> after that one we had um what was the second one second one was should be top it off unless it changed no i think you're right that the was water, the, with... the water glasses one yeah mm-hmm. that was one i remembered watching in my research um and and it was fun i enjoyed that one as well it was silly i we did well in that one we communicated well i think we finished first in that one um it was fun i you know i enjoyed it i don't i don't yeah i don't think it was it was you know a lot of kind of struggling once again 
um, in that one. <laughs> and the first vote was because of the dynamics with the original groups. The first vote was somewhat was was that pretty much what the consensus and everyone thought would happen for Halata with right, Swift yeah. Swift Stu, yeah, because he was just in the worst position, poor guy, and like he honestly um, was like the most gracious and like classy dude coming out of it. Like he, and like I've mentioned, like I came out, like when I got voted, I was very emotional about it. I was just very upset with myself. And like, he was the first person to greet me when I came out, he gave me a hug. And like, it was just like his presence the whole weekend, like while we were all the pre-merge people were or pre-jury people were coming out. Like he just was like a really like great shining light and of energy for like, for somebody who got first boot, like I don't think I would have been able to handle it with as much grace as he did. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. From a fan perspective, what did you think of the tribal council experience? Tribal council was fun. Um, it felt very authentic. Like um, it's, it is definitely a little bit tricky. Like I, cause I could see my mom, you know, 12 feet away from me. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but it was cool. I, I liked it. The, the drums were fun. The um, sitting and doing like your exit interview afterwards was really cool. Um, and, you know, getting your torch snuffed, it's, it's an experience. Not many people get to do that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, uh, even though you were out of the game by this point, there was still a game going on to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they actually still get really attached to following up with the game and seeing how everything unfolds. So what was some highlights for you watching the rest of the game? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, my mom came and I think my mom had like the time of her life watching this game, like play out in live time. And like, even after I got voted out and she, you know, she didn't have me to be invested in. She was still extremely invested in the game. She had her favorites. She was like, uh, speculating what was happening. She was watching the Facebook stuff when, when they got back to their hotel rooms and and things like that. Um, and so it was really fun to, to watch like the only like cycle that I missed was, um, the very next challenge. Cause that's when I was like showering and getting food and stuff. Um, so I was, well, I didn't have to watch the eating challenge, which was fine by me. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I did catch Jamie's, um, tribal council though which was fun um and then jake joined me you know another round later and then i got to hang out with jake um who is a great friend of mine and i really enjoy being around so like i guess if we were both gonna flop at least we got to do it together and hang out um so um the 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 overall like watching experience was really really fun um getting to be like face first into the challenge think that something that was difficult was um sometimes like if you missed instructions like it was hard to follow like what was happening in the challenge like what exactly the challenge was because i think that that was a little bit like some technical stuff here and there with uh the microphone john was using and things like that uh, which is not to any particular person's fault or like it's just what it is what it is so like um but overall yeah the the watching was great I'm curious if uh, you and your your mom, like, did you have similar, like, you played with the people. Did she, like, connect with people you liked and then maybe root for them? Or was she rooting for people you're like, 
maybe I didn't really like this group. Like, was it similar or who was she rooting for? I'm just curious. Um, oh, she was a Landon stan, um, for sure. <laughs> She's a big stand-in. Um, she also really loved, like, Mandy, because we were sitting near Mandy's mom a lot. So, like, she really liked Mandy's mom, and Mandy herself was a very compelling character for her. Um, she really liked Kay Wu. I think she was definitely rooting for him towards the end. And it was fun. My mom and I watched Survivor together in real life as well, and we often, and even though we don't live in the same town anymore, like, every week we usually kind of like talk about what happened on survivor and analyze and like th think about these things. And so it was kind of fun to do it like in the real time with her too. Cause that's something that we really bond about. Cool. Cool. Did you have a specific person you were rooting for to win after you got voted out? Um, I mean, I was rooting for like some of my, you know, initial people that I had bonded with in my first group. Like I really like loved, Grace and Kelsey and you know they both got kind of short ends of the stick there with their eliminations and um, I was really like loving Chris O'Neill and you know he went to rocks which is one thing I admire I have gone to rocks in an online game before and so like I know he was having fun and he was fun to root for um, and in the end game I was pretty satisfied with like all of the final three um, I think that like Holly didn't get enough credit for the social game that she played I think she played an extremely wonderful uh social game um uh she, she and she did a very good job explaining that at her final tribal council too i think um it just was like hey we played such a well-rounded game it was just like it just came down to what the jury thought in that moment and i think that both of them would have been really compelling wonderful winners for the season but i'm super glad that kwu came out with it because i do i really admired the game that he played he was he had great social bonds he had like he was doing strategy stuff he played idols he did well in challenges like he really hustled to get himself down to the end there and um i was really excited for that as well what were some more underrated moments that you personally really liked that you feel like haven't been talked about enough? Um, I just some like I don't know that they're necessarily underrated, but, but things that like I haven't mentioned that I like loved from a watching standpoint. Like, um, I loved when um, oh my god, I'm totally blanking on her name. Madison, <laughs> not is it Madison? Is that mm -hmm. Maddie? Yeah. Yes, her yeah. idol. <laughs> I'm totally yes. blanking. Oh my god! I apologize if she listens to this. Um, when she played her idol, and like when she when the vote started coming, and she realized that like she had needed to play her idol, and she like welled up, like I welled up, and I was like, I haven't even heard they talk to this girl in the game. I don't know her very well, and I just like felt her emotion in that moment. And like I said, I'm a very emotional player, um, and so like I got like emotional in that moment for her, and I thought that was a fun moment. It was a great TV moment because nobody knew she had it. Um, I loved the moment when, um, Devin went off in the, um, in the challenge to get the idol that was hidden by the tree. Um, that was a fun moment. Um, I, I did, it was kind of weird that he didn't play it effectively. Um, he kind of fumbled that vote a little bit, um, with, uh, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but like he had a chance to go like read the votes and then like chose not to play an idol and like, but he probably would have like, it was, it was com more complicated than that, I think. But um, it was just, yeah, it was like a wild like moment there too. Um, I, you know, Jamie's elimination was quite hilarious and great TV moment. Um, Kelsey uh, calling 
somebody Ryan. That was great during the draft. <laughs> um, who's Ryan? I don't know. Um, Kelsey trying to play the um, the uh, fleur de lis idol. Fire thing. Yeah, yeah. Fire oh, yeah. thing. She didn't have the phrase, which was such a bummer. But then Kwu playing it later. It was all. Uh, there were a lot of really great moments that like send everybody through a roller coaster if they were watching. So and and those who were who were playing. Um, what about your game? What's some, like, whether it be strategic or fun memories that you haven't brought up so far that you would like to bring up? Uh, talking about my game is harder. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't feel like I did a lot, which is, like, difficult to say. It's difficult to swallow. Um, I want to say that I had started to build good relationships with people, which is what I find, I feel like is my strength. Um, but, um, it obviously turned on me because I got too cagey about one specific relationship and I needed to like, not like hone in on that. I needed to play for me and not for, for Jake, um, which was tough. It was just, it was tough. Cause like I got to this spot with Jake where I was like, I wanted Jake to do just as well as I wanted myself to do well. And it was just like, I didn't know how to like, um, balance those two thoughts and um so like I don't know I, I really can't speak to my own game very much because I just I don't feel like I adapted well and I don't think that I picked up the pace like I felt like I I spent too much time like not not doing having conversations and not talking game and um and it's just a tough pill to swallow um so I don't yeah I don't really know how to elaborate on that much <laughs> Well, it's hard. But, to, I mean, it's hard he, to know. Like, yeah, it's hard to know if you had been, you know, down with going for Jake. Yeah. You know, you know, you never know what happens at the second time if it would yeah. still be Holly or if they still would have. Yeah. Know, yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to say. Like when, like Benji and I talked about it afterwards, and I, I, I presented that I was like, well, if so, if it had been Jake at the first round, and you were choosing between me and Holly the second time around, would you have fought for me? And he said, I think that I would have, but like, again, it's so hard to know at that point. Cause like Holly was doing so well socially. Like she, I think was building good bonds with these people. And I don't know that, like, I don't know how that would have been if it was coming down between us. And I don't know that we would have had the capital to like pull two votes with us and for us to work together and maybe do something in a four to three, the other direction. I don't know. It's so hard to say, um, um, how things would have played out, but I obviously didn't get a chance to figure that out. Now, another thing that I'm sure you experienced, and it's easy for us to judge on the couch when we watch Survivor, but when you're out there in the elements and playing with actual people and having to do and say stuff to other humans' faces, it changes everything. Emotions are in play. The elements are in play. Mm -hmm. the, the human aspect is in play. And suddenly it's a lot harder to do these things that you just can just point and yell at on people TV for, you know, claim that they're stupid. And it's also harder to understand the perspective of how hard it is to see some of these situations for what they are when you are in your position in the game. I, I think that looking back at your game, it's so much easier to see the flaws of your game than it was in that moment. Right. And I, I don't think you did anything wrong per se, yeah. because it's just so much more blatantly obvious now that you're out of it. And I think 
almost that's an experience that almost everyone can agree on is just that wow i feel way stupid or now that i'm out of the game because it's so much easier to see what i should have done right but it's so undervalued that experience in the game just the perspective is so completely different yeah and that's not even getting to the point that this is a game about perception and people deciding whether they tell truths or lies like it's not, it's you have to figure out if you can trust people. So sometimes you given the information that you necessarily needed to know to make the right moves, but you don't even know if that information is valid or if it's trustworthy or it's stuff you want to act on. Right. So even if you had the tools or the info to to make the moves that you need to do at the end of the day, that's not enough in the game, you know? Right. Like you need to like have that confidence in that information in the people that you're working with, which is way easier said than done because you're working with a bunch of strangers. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's something that worked against me a little bit was um, we ended up hitting tribal time um, during production's lunch break. And so we ended up having way more time between finishing the challenge and going to tribal than the other tribals had had so far. And so like, the longer that we sat there, the more frustrated that I got. Cause I was like, I don't feel like I have any power here and I don't want to vote out Jake, but I'm going to do it because I don't want to throw my own game away. But like, it was hard to mask that frustration because we were hot and tired and like, um, waiting around. We didn't know how long we were going to be sitting there. And like, um, we were with the other tribes too. Like we weren't like sequestered really either for a lot of it. And so it was tough, uh, because I, I think that, like, if we had had a shortened time like the other tribes had had so far, like, I don't think it would have turned on me. Um, because I think that, like, they would have bought, like, yeah, I'm not going to throw my game away. Let's do this and vote out Jake there. Um, because like, uh, from my from my understanding, like, even people, like, going like Sam told me later, she was like, even going into tribal council, we had no idea that it had flipped on you. It had flipped that, like, close to the actual vote um, that it was going to be me over Jake. Hmm. Anything to add to that, Mike? Yeah, it was, it was hard to watch and figure out for sure. I'd be, I'd agree with Sam that we, we weren't sure. And then I'm just curious, um, was Jake just totally out of the loop when he voted for Benji and or would he not vote for you? I, I'm just curious what, cause it was no. a five, two, one. I think that Benji, uh, that Jake knew <laughs> that it was, or Jake and I were both under the understanding that it was going to be him. He knew that I was going to vote for him. Um, he wanted to vote for Benji because he wanted to spite Benji. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding because he knew that Benji and I knew each other and he, he felt a certain way about like Benji, like not giving a, our, our past relationship a chance to like make something happen or whatever. Um, so he, and he, he just was like, I don't want Benji to have a perfect game. If, if he makes it far enough, <laughs> I want him to have a vote against him. <laughs> Yeah, I was a little surprised. I, I thought I loved your spunk, Jake. Just I I'm not trying to be, you know, talking crap about somebody that's not on their thing, but I was just a little surprised with his just the energy he presented and just his. He's just so was so chill. He just seemed. Like, yeah. I don't know how engaged he even felt. I don't know if that was different, you know, player stuff when we weren't around you guys, but yeah. he was. Um, he was not feeling well the night before. Mm -hmm. Like he was. Just, 
really just not feeling well. And so like, he's very sassy and very funny when he has energy. <laughs> so yeah. like, it didn't surprise me because I have known Jake for a while. And, um, but yeah, he's quite funny and like can make some really great moments, but it was, he wasn't feeling well for a good chunk of that first like night. And so it kind of, kind of came off, I think a different vibe. That's what surprised me more than anything that even though you, you know, weren't going to go against him, I, w- I was surprised the group kind of did it because he seemed, no offense, a little like Eeyore, and I know he was sick, but it was just kind of wall, wall, I was like, okay, yeah. well, this is a, like as a producer, I'm like, he's from Ohio, I like this dude, but like, mm-hmm. let's get Kalen for other people. What's up with my follow peeps? But I can't I inter- interfere with that because it's not season one of Survivor: The Real Game, so I we're just gonna watch what happens, and it's right. hard sure. to watch. So <laughs> now. Stepping back from the game a little bit, let's let's talk about some of the fun experiences that you were able to have uh, with your cast. As now that you're a part of like the survival challenge, you know, family, you're you're not just there watching the game, but you know, you're hanging out. And even though you make lots of bonds during in the game, I've been fascinated from others and my own personal experiences. The bond that you make once you've been voted out and getting to learn these people mm-hmm. in a new light. Now that you're outside of the game, what's been some fun moments from that in your experience? Um, I, uh, we had a great time, like in the, the pre-merge group, the pre-jury group, um, going out to dinner and like everybody hanging out. And I was staying at a hotel with my mom. So like, I wasn't at the dorms with a lot of people. I know some fun stuff happened there. And we did like a big party on the last night, like after the game was all over. And that was super fun. Um, I got to like bond with people like Landon who I hadn't really gotten a chance to talk to in the game a whole lot. And that was really fun. But like, aside from all of that, I think the person that I like bonded the most with was Stu. Stu and I are very good friends still. Like we, we keep in touch. Um, I have seen him since the game and like, um, uh, uh, he was in Nashville. And so I drove to Nashville, which is about two and a half hours from me and like had drinks with him and lunch. And it was super fun. And like, those are really fun things to, to do. Like, um, and we have like a big, uh, we group chat, and people are talking about survivor and memes and just general, um, kind of hyping each other up stuff. And it's not super active, but like everybody's like still touching base here and there. And it's really fun. And, um, there are people from the live game that are kind of their crossover into the online community. So I see like faces and, um, like I, I was viewing a game that Stephanie played in, uh, recently and was cheering for her Was she was playing a, fr- a real life friend of mine was also playing and they ended up connecting in the game and were like ride or dies to the end together, which was really fun for me to watch. Cause I was like, oh, <laughs> Stephanie. um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really fun experience, but I would definitely say that like coming out of it, Stu is like, he's my guy. And like, I'm obviously still very close with Jake too. Cause he's in my, in my online community and I knew him before this. And, um, I still keep up in, t- in touch with Benji on and off. So, um, it's been fun. I have a question when we were dealing with the kind of tornado thunderstorm insanity, we were, you know, trying to work with production type elements, you know, the, mm-hmm. the current cast still in the game. What, what the hell were you doing during the, the the mail storm the crazy thunderstorm what what you what you folks do what how what what'd you seek shelter i'm just kind of curious what you were doing when we were dealing with you know kind well, of this stuff i think that was the first night after i got voted out and i went back to the hotel room with my mom and fell asleep at 8 30 okay 
<laughs> so I'm glad you got some rest. I'm glad you're safe and sound and mom is too. Um, I can't speak to what anybody else was doing. I know there were people who like went out and had drinks and dinner, but I like literally crashed so hard. <laughs> That's what you needed. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, looking back, uh, putting your, you know, your regrets and what ifs aside, because we could talk about that forever and yeah. just you know, what you could have, should have done. And yeah. I guess the fun thing about these is that, you know, sure, you didn't make it, uh, you didn't do as well as you wanted to in this game, but you have takeaways that you can apply to future games yeah. um, and work on it from there. And the journey never truly is over in that regard. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. You know, it's not just one experience, it's multiple experiences. Yeah. But as far as this specific experience goes, how did you enjoy it? And what's been some of the biggest things that you looked back on? this experience was so interesting because like I really did struggle with the emotional like outfall from it. Cause I felt like, I felt like I had let people down. Cause like Hannah was somebody who fought for me. She had encouraged me to apply. She had encouraged me to reapply. Um, and she vouched for me. And like, I just, I felt like I didn't deliver on like what I felt like I could. So there was like this weird emotional takeaway from it. I struggled a lot. Like when the game ended and everybody was finally back together and like mingling and, I had a really hard time keeping myself together and that was difficult, but like my overall, like I look back on the experience so fondly uh, just because like that might be the closest I ever get. And like, um, and, and to, to be able to do challenges the way that you do and to sit and get your torch snuff, like those are really fun, cool, exciting things. And so I can definitely take things away from that. And like, I think that like when you are in a vulnerable state, like you are when you're hungry and you're tired and you're cold and um, wet and um, stressed. Um, like you, you, you kind of are, are faced with a lot of like, this is who I am as a person when I am faced with adversity um, and, and see how you handle it and how you can grow stronger from it. And I do feel like in the f five months since it's happened, like I've had to like relook back at that and reprocess how I felt about it and how I continue to feel about it and how I view it. Um, and so it's, it's definitely, if anything, put me in touch with like my self-awareness, <laughs> um, and, and learning to, um, to take my own self-awareness with a grain of salt. Like, I, I think that that's uh, something that I, I my self-awareness is something that like I don't always love about myself because it means that I, I I'm often in tune with when people don't like me or like if they feel a certain way about things and like I'm and, and how I'm being perceived a lot of times. And it can be a struggle when like when you know that you let people down or you did something not great or like you failed at something. Um, but like failing isn't always the worst thing. And so like, just because you're aware of your failures doesn't mean like you are a failure, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, and so I definitely take away like learning to kind of dig through the emotional aspect of it, because like at the end of the day, just survivor is something that I really, really love and something that I wanted to do. And like, I, um, I'm glad that I got to do it. And so if this was uh, the, the, the outlet that I got to do it in, like, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. And I think that I can take that away despite how I may or may not continue to feel about my own personal performance at the end of the day. Like it was just a game and you are okay. 
<laughs> I think it's great how much you learn about yourself through these experiences. And for many people, it sounds so cheesy, but I really can't say it's cheesy anymore having experienced it myself about the, the life-changing qualities that this game brings about. Mm-hmm. Um, just just because there's very few times when you can put your body and mind in a literal survival situation. And you unlock parts of your body and unlock parts of your brain that you just never access on a day-to-day life. Just out of your comfort zone in so many different ways. And it's so fascinating to see how like what kind of parts of yourself that you unearth that you didn't know existed, you mm-hmm. know? And so I feel like everyone leaves with some sort of emotional part of them because yeah. they just literally learn about themselves in ways that they just didn't understand or see as a part of themselves before. So I think that's probably one of the more underrated parts about the experience as a whole. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um. One more thing I'm going to ask you is, as other people will inevitably listen to this episode, um, you're going to have people wanting to hear from uh, the people who did well and the people who didn't do well and everyone in the middle. What is your takeaways to tell to the future players of Survival Challenges? Um, I mean, just uh, kind of reiterating, like, you can fail at something and not be a failure. Um, this game is very possible to still get a really great experience out of because there's so much that happens before you even go to tribal council. Sometimes like you get to do these challenges and you get to meet incredible people who have, whose interests intersect with yours kind of on this sacred level. I've always kind of looked at like this community of people who love survivor as much as I do as a sacred community, because it's, it's not every day when you find people that like could talk, about survivor for three hours, four hours, like I did with Hannah the first time I met her, like, um, and so just understanding that regardless of how you do in it, like you're going to walk away with this really incredible experience and this new community of people that you can continue to like lean back on. Um, if you don't have that community outside of it, um, and just like allow yourself to feel how you're feeling. Um, Cause like I, here I am five months later, still unsure of how I'm feeling. And I think that I'm okay with that. Um, it's okay to not know how you feel about your own performance. And like, you can, you can still just be in that space. Um, you don't have to like feel super positive or super negative about it. You can kind of just exist in a space where it's like, it's okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's helpful at all, but, um, that's kind of where I am five months later and, um, can hope that like, if you feel like you've ever wanted to play Survivor, to give it a chance because um, it might change your life. Yeah. And it's um, it's always going to be a thing that you're going to constantly look back on and have some sort of air of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people all the way back from the earliest seasons. If Andy was on this episode, he would <laughs> tell you how he still has conversations about season two, which was back <laughs> in 2014. Uh, so... It's just always going to be an ongoing thing. But you know what? That's kind of part of the charm is that it feels like it's a very hard situation to completely cap off. And we can do some things like what we're doing right now with this podcast and talking it out and hashing it all out and laying it all out there. 
But as soon as this is over, you're going to have things like, oh, we didn't talk about that. I almost forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And every time you think you're done talking about it, all it takes is just the right environment and the right people. And it's like, bam, you're right back in there. You know, uh, I, I could not talk about survival challenge for months. But if you put me right back with one of my cast members, we talk about it for hours like mm-hmm. we hadn't talked about it before. Yeah. Even though we totally have for countless hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a part of the charm. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Michael? No, I just appreciate you coming on and telling your story. That's the the most important part is we have 24 stories and you know how that all weaves together and that's all important to the overall story. So I just appreciate you being on here. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you guys for being here and just kind of allowing me to have the space to feel the way I feel about it. I, I appreciate the questions. I feel, I appreciate the intentionality for um, getting the stories for those of us who feel a certain way about things. And um, I just, I do think that like this production team is really great, and especially you two for doing this and for to, to dig deep and, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's one of the goals here is to provide you that space as we do for all the players here. It's, it's a nice way to, and then also it'll be nice for you to look back on as your thoughts, you know, will change and you have different thoughts. You can look back at this as a nice piece to, to help you remember things and to see how far you've come since then. Right. For sure. Um, so thank you guys for joining us and thank you for all of our listeners who are checking out this episode. If you want to check out more episodes, you can do that wherever you find podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, you can find the survival challenge podcast. Um, if you want to follow more, uh, on what we're doing with survival challenge, you can do so on Facebook on Instagram and of course on YouTube where we have our episodes get posted and where we will eventually post episodes for season eight. So stay tuned for that. And if this episode has been interesting and you want to put your hat in the ring, well, good news. Applications are coming up very soon for season nine. It starts at January, 2022 and you only have the month of January to apply. Don't think about it. Just apply. What's the worst that can happen? Um, yeah. So stay tuned on Facebook, Instagram, if you want to hear announcements about that and just do it. That's all I got to say, right? (laughs) Make your tape and fill out your application.